not just a belief of mine. It's a real knowing. Knowing that we can take what we love to do, whether it's baking, sewing, painting, whatever lights you up, then we can take that skill and make a great income doing exactly what we love to do. As author of What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60, Discovering Your Core and Also Your Gift Is Your Niche, it has been my life's work to help others, just like you and me, to discover passions, your purpose, powerful messages that you only you have so they can make the difference they were put here to make. Every week I will have deep, rich conversations with real life people that believe just like me. And here's what they believe. When you do what you love in a career, you will never work another day in your life. And this is the way I like to say it. When passion, purpose, and profit collide, that is when you get paid for being you. I'm Patricia Noldrain. Welcome to the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. Hello everyone, it's Patricia Noel Drain. I'm your host for this wonderful podcast called When Passion Meets Profit. I love doing this podcast because I get to meet so many wonderful people when I do the interviews, and today is no different. I get to meet a guy named Brian Lovegrove. Can you believe that he has that cool of a name? I want to be Patricia Lovegrove. I've never thought of that before. I'm going to read you his bio because I just think he is going to be somebody that you're really going to dial in on and really learn from today. So Brian Lovegrove is a leadership developer and results coach. Do you know that he started his own personal development with none other than Tony Robbins? That is so cool, Brian. He's an Amazon best-selling author, and he had a big aha moment when he really decided, hey, I need to do something because most books and training programs only give theory. They don't give a lot of practical experience. So Brian created the five keys of success to guide people to develop their own skills and strategies to truly become successful in every aspect of their life. I'm so glad you did that, Brian. Now he helps clients design and implement those strategies to live successful and fulfilling lives. And guess what he calls that? being incredible. I love that, Brian. And I'm so happy to have you on on this particular podcast because the title is what I feel almost all of us are going through. And it's called How to Overcome Fear and Overwhelm. Welcome, Brian, to the call. Thank you, Patricia. I'm looking yeah, forward to so it. So tell me how in the world, and I mean, if you're somebody that can step up and say, how we get to get over overwhelm and fear. I'm listening. I'm taking notes. So go ahead. You're on. Okay. Well, I've written the whole book called Unleash Your Fear. And if you want, I'll give your audience the opportunity to be able to go get a copy of that book Ooh. for free. But how do you do that? Well, fear is this really big thing that we've been taught is bad. Mm -hmm. But why do we have fear? Fear actually serves a purpose. It's designed to help us and keep us safe. The problem is everything, most of the things we want in life are going to be outside our comfort zone. They're going to be 
causing us the need to grow and become more than we are. And whenever we do that, we're leaving our comfort zone. And whenever we do that, fear shows up. But we got to remember that fear is just a warning sign. See, we have this misconception on and a, and a different meaning of what fear really is. And unfortunately, we don't have time to go real deep into that. I do do that in my book. But so if you're actually feeling fear and overwhelm, let me give you a real quick framework you can use when you start to feel overwhelm or any other flavor of fear that's out there. The first thing you need to do is stop and breathe. One of the things that happens as we go into that fight or flight mode is we shift our breathing from deep di diaphragmic breathing to shallow chest breathing. There's actually so many people, most people actually never really stop and do deep breathing. They're in that fight or flight mode so often that it has become their pattern. So just stop and take a, several deep breaths. And that allows you to shift from that emotional fear response to, okay, bring back that logical mind and acknowledge that fear has shown up, which is number two. Acknowledge the fear. Say, because again, fear shows up for a reason. It's designed to protect you, protect you and keep you safe. So it's, hey, fear, thanks for showing up. And then ask him the sign that he's trying to share with you. Because initially our fear was designed to keep us from being eaten or mauled by that saber-toothed tiger, it really hasn't evolved over time. And the ideas and concepts that we're thinking about, the perceived threats that we're experiencing, we need to stop and analyze them and say, is this really real? Is this something we truly need to be dealing with? And if it is, we need to stop and address those concerns. And then we mitigate those risks as we, as best we can. Because through this process, we still want to get to where we want to go. Yeah. You know, and, that's, I really like that, Brian, because if I heard you right, you have to stop and breathe because you, it has your attention, this fear that just you, you just felt. You have to acknowledge it. And I do like that you talk to it. I think that's a really cool thing. And then the last part, I think, is you're just asking this, is this real? Is this something I really should be fearful about? Correct? Right. Well, you're asking, okay, what is the concern? What is the potential risks? You know, for example, COVID is a mm. great example, right? You know, there's a 90, the, the, risk of getting it is, you know, maybe 70, 80%. Okay. But what's the impact of getting it? I mean, when, when you've got a 99.9 X, 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 depending upon your age group and your category, is it something that we should be reacting to this level of degree that we are? And is this, something that we want to prevent us from pursuing those things, they're going to get us to where we want to go in life. Mm. Because again, life is about risk. Getting in our car and driving to where to the grocery store or to work is risky. It's dangerous. 
but we do not go to the level of protection that we could. If we actually stopped and drove 25 miles an hour, no, no more than that. And if we also required everyone to wear a helmet, that would reduce the number of deaths from vehicle accidents. Hmm. But we don't go to that level because we assume a certain level of risk every time we climb in our vehicle. Hmm. It's a good analogy. I like that. I like it a lot. Now, Brian, here's one of my favorite questions I ask every person that's been on this podcast, and I get the most interesting conversation from it. So here it is. What were you like as a little boy, and especially a story maybe about you, Brian, that depicts who you really are today, who you're, what your personality is today? Well, I've always wanted to understand. I've always been very curious. And one of the stories, especially as, as a young boy, I remember my parents had installed a swing set. And I remember the fact that my father had left the big flat-headed screwdriver laying around. And I was able to, at probably five years old, to get a hold of that big screwdriver. And then everything, every screw that I could reach within probably three, three and a half feet was practically ready to fall out. I had turned it and turned it and turned it. And I went all the way. And my dad said that when he went out there to, to collect the to tools, he noticed that, hey, this is not where I left it. And he noticed that, he said, if somebody had gotten on that swing set, it would have fallen down simply because I was curious and wanting to understand. And I've always done that. I've been the guy who's taken things apart. And sometimes when they get put to get back together, there's spare parts left over. And it's like, hmm, what did, what did, <laughs> did, is this really important or not? Um, and so it's always that curiosity has allowed me to dive deeper into this. You, you mentioned that um, at 17, I got introduced to Tony Robbins and I bought my first tape series from him. But I'd actually been introduced to personal development several years before that, when I was in junior high, my father was a commercial real estate broker. And I guys introduced to the greats guys like Earl oh, Nightingale, wow. Jim Rohn, and my favorite oh, wow. Zig Ziglar. And Zig was probably the one that had the biggest impact on me. And I still use his mantra today, especially when I'm working with business owners. It's like, and, and that mantra is if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get everything in life you mm. want. That's wonderful. And so that's how I work today is that curiosity because I want to understand how the mind works. And because I've been studying and doing this for decades now, I understand the causes of what holds us back. What The reason why I wrote the book, Unleash Your Fear, was because I saw that fear was probably the number one thing that prevents us from truly becoming the person that we want to become. Mm -hmm. And it, I agree. You know, some form of fear. Fear is a very broad category. And as adults, because we know that fear is bad and we don't want to admit that we're afraid, we call them different names. You know, you, overwhelm is, a, is another great one you know, uh, nervousness, anxiety, 
these are all different flavors and forms of fear. The fear of rejection, the fear of the unknown, the fear of not being enough. All of these things are debilitating Mm -hmm. if we allow them to be. Very true. And see, I love that curiosity about you. And now you've just moved that curiosity into human beings and why they think like they do and why they act like they do. Why do they get anxious? I love that, Brian. That's that's wonderful. That's your calling, your purpose. And so I would really like you to take us on your passion journey because, my gosh, if you started in, at 17 with Tony Robbins, you've got quite a story to tell. So go ahead and share that journey. Well, I realized when I was in junior high, high school, and even in college, that I enjoyed the teaching aspect. I loved learning and I love going, oh, learning more information. But my challenge was the implementation component of it. Our society has basically programmed us or taught us that the learning process is you go, you sit in front of a computer, you sit in front of a teacher, and you go learn in a classroom setting, the information, you get exposed to the idea. And then once you've done that, you have that information. Now you should be an expert at it, but that's not necessarily true. We've only gotten a little bit of the ways down the learning continuum because it's only after you develop practical experience that you actually get good at something. For example, if you were the analogy that I love to use is learning how to drive. And when I was going to school, we actually had a driver's ed course and they sat and taught you all the rules of the road and when you can turn right, when you can turn left and when you can go and when you have to stop and all of that. But the first time you get behind the wheel, you're trying to figure out how to do all the dozens of different things that you're trying to remember you know, I got to make sure that I got to keep the vehicle straight. I got to make sure I put the right amount of pressure on the gas pedal to maintain 25 miles an hour. I got to make sure I, I, I press down on the brake so that I st- come to a complete stop. But until you actually have done it, you don't understand the nuances that go mm-hmm. into that. For example, in order to come to a nice complete stop, You press your foot down on the brake gently, and then you reach that point where you reach your stop, and then you back off a little bit, because if you continue to press down, you're going to come down and you're going to do a jerk. You got to back off to release that pressure a little bit. And it's only when you do it, do you understand those nuances. I'm really loving this conversation, aren't you? But I want to talk to those of you who want to go deeper. We all attended school at some time. Maybe you're attending school right now. But inside those schools are teachers that have the responsibility to teach certain courses. But what they don't teach is really the most important thing in life, self-discovery. You know the self-discovery that would help us know what we are supposed to do in a career. And also that self-discovery on how we're supposed to make an income to really take care of our families. Well, I decided a long time ago, it's time for me to share what I know so I can help somebody with a step-by-step process that anybody can follow. I created a digital downloadable course called Your Gift is Your Niche because people were asking me all the time, Patricia, what's my niche? 
And I'd always say, your gift is your niche. So now I created a course called yourgiftisyourniche.com and I spell niche with an N-I-C-H-E. And in this very affordable, life-changing course, I walk you through very simple exercises. They'll not only help you find your unique gifts, but they'll also show you how to monetize your talents and skills. You know, the ones you came into this world with. I'm so glad I created something that I, I, don't even, I don't think, I know it's going to be able to help you in your self-discovery journey because it's a simple six-hour course with action sheets that support everything that I'm saying in the course. And you also get my wonderful book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60. That's going to help you also with different exercises in that book. I'm also glad I made it into a, what I call an SPL course. That's a self-paced learning because we all learn in different ways and at different times. I cannot wait for you to get to know the most important person in your life. That's you. So go to yourgiftisyourniche.com, N-I-C-H-E. And if this page speaks to you, then seriously, invest in you. It's time to claim your destiny. Now let's get back to the conversation. So Brian, you know the thing that really kills me about all of us who just step out after high school, college, whatever we go to, and all of a sudden we have to get a J-O-B. And many times it's because we have to make somebody else feel comfortable. And I wondered if that happened to you also. Absolutely. When I graduated college, I was on my way to becoming my own independent insurance broker. Had this big dream, big goals, and I actually experienced my first failure. Within Mm -hmm. three months, I was basically fired from that job because I wasn't selling anything. I wasn't making any money because I was straight commission. And Mm -hmm. my wife at the time was having a bit of a freak out. Her, Her primary need was certainty. And so I went and I took a job for decades, but I always had some kind of side gig going. And back in 2003, I actually started the process of becoming a semi-professional speaker. I was involved in Toastmasters and was part of their speakers bureau. And I loved speaking and getting out and sharing my ideas. I loved watching that light bulb go off. Mm-hmm. And, but I realized over time was that people weren't following through. They weren't taking the roadmap that I had given them and actually proceeding down that. And that was, I was experiencing that myself because I, again, was running into that big, ugly monster we call fear. And it was preventing me from really going out there. But I also realized that at the time I was like, well, I'm not suffering from from fear. I don't, I wasn't feeling that real stressful fear. Like you would like when you ran into a saber tooth tiger or a snake or whatever it was you were afraid of. And, but really it was enough, there was enough apprehension that would cause me to go the other way and, and not do the things that I knew that would lead me to where I wanted to go. And so but having that job was easier. It was more comfortable. It wasn't as challenging. You, I wasn't taking on the level of risk. I mean, 
those that's why I love working with entrepreneurs is because these people have actually stepped out there and said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to risk everything because those people that are out there running a small business, they not only take on the responsibility of their own families and feeding and t- feeding and taking care of them, but when you hire employees, you are taking on the responsibility of feeding and taking care of them and their families. And so I recognize that fear was the number one thing that holds people back from following through. And so I've created some systems and some ways that help people actually do that. But as I was going along, I hit a point where my wife eventually reached the point where she said, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And I also was getting to the point where both my kids were out of school and no longer dependent upon me. And I stopped and really reached a crossroads, Patricia. And I sat there and said, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. What is going to not only make me successful, but also make me fulfilled? And I went back and I looked at those things that really made me feel successful and made me really have that level of satisfaction and fulfillment in my life. And I realized that was more around the coaching aspect as opposed to the training aspect. And when I recognized that that gap occurs between in the learning experience and people not implementing what they know to do already, because Patricia, if I asked you, could you name, you know, three things that you were, could be doing in your business that you know to do, but you're not consistently doing them. Could you come up with that list? Oh, sure. Everybody could. So how do, is it that we can implement those things that we know we should be doing, but we don't consistently do. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I saw, I really enjoyed and got the fulfillment from was the fact that when I take the journey with my clients, as opposed to just giving them the map, the level of fulfillment is so much greater and they get to stand on my shoulders and I get to be there to support them and be that cheerleader for them, but also that guide for them on that journey to help them get to where they want to go faster, easier, with a lot less wasted time and effort. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just such a beautiful story that you just told. It makes me, it, it does, it just brings tears to my eyes because we all start out as little youngsters and nobody teaches us how what to know what to be when we grow up. And so we grow up. And I, I know because I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix for years and I would watch these people come in with tears in their eyes saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to be. I guess I have to go get another J-O-B that matches this J-O-B because I don't like my manager or whatever. Right. And it's, it's just so sad. But I'm so proud of you, Brian, that you got to a point where you asked yourself those really important questions. You know, what really do I want to do with the rest of my life now? How, what's going to make me fulfilled? And so how in the world did it all drop down to coaching? How did that happen for you? Was it continuing getting up every day and asking the question? Was it uh, writing it out in a book? I don't know. What was it for you? Well, I do a lot of introspection. Um, it, it actually started with um, one of the energy workers that I was working with and as he was helping me 
maintain my energy flow and making sure that I didn't have any blocks in our various discussions, he said, you know, he kind of asked, what is that, that big thing that you would like to be able to do if you weren't doing this J-O-B? And, and I had been kind of given the inspiration around the accountability coaching that I do that's um, it's broader now than that specific thing. But I recognized when I was first hired a coach, I did so much more when I had that accountability because mm-hmm. I, when I knew I was going to have to get on the phone with my coach, I got more done mm-hmm. and I did more of the things that I knew I should have been doing. And so that was kind of like, Oh, light bulb. Oh, that's great. And then I went, wow, not only do I need this, but almost everybody needs this. And so it was kind of developing that. And then during one of my times when I go off into the mountains and by myself and go on backpack trips and things like that, I, it was kind of really just this big revelation that Brian, you need to go do coaching. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost a calling, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of just coming to that decision of pursuing that. And I came back from that, ev- that camping trip, that backpack trip. And within a week I had joined the John Maxwell team and was going through my certified coach trainer and speaker certification process Within um, two months of that, I had joined the train Tony's coaching program that he's got through Robbins Madonna's training, and I've continued to get the certifications from them. And so I have really pursued a lot of that education piece to bring the credibility because coaching is a high trust relationship. I understand mm-hmm. that. And it takes some time for somebody to get to know you a bit and understand you. That's why I come out here and do these podcasts so people can get a feel for who I am and, and whether or not they would like to at least sit down and visit with me to determine mm-hmm. whether or not we would be a, a good fit to work together. Yeah. I, and I think that's just a really good way to do it also, Brian, because I, I hear you now and I see who you are and, and no, we're not going to relate to every single person, but you're going to relate to somebody listening right now. They're thinking Brian is my guy. So how, how would somebody reach you, Brian, if, if they're listening to this right now and they know it's time for me to have a coach, whether it's an accountability coach, but I want it to be Brian. I want to at least talk to him. How do they get in touch with you? Well, there's a couple different ways. People can easily go to visitwithbrian.com and they can register for a free discovery session. And that's where we sit down for an hour and we talk about where someone is, where they want to go, and then how I can potentially help them. Mm-hmm. One of the things that a lot of people, because again, Patricia, we've just talked on a very high level about several different things. I have my own podcast called The Five Keys of Success. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is to go to and register for my free masterclass. It's a 90 minute presentation where I take a deeper dive and I explain the fear and why we have it and where it comes from at a much deeper level. And then how that impacts where we're going and what we're trying to do in the 
keys, the five keys of success and how you need them in order to help you get to where you want to go. And people can go register for that masterclass at becomeunstoppable.info, or you can text the word results to 77948. And that will allow you the opportunity to register for that. It's free. There is no sales pitch on it. The only thing I do at the end of that is I ask you to schedule for that free discovery session. And that, by going and listening to that podcast or to the masterclass, is how you will get the opportunity to get the link to register to get a free copy of the book, Unleash Your Fear. Ah, that's what I was coming back to. Because you said it at the beginning, there is a way that we can get the listener that's listening today a copy of your free book. And say how to do that again then, Brian. You go to becomeunstoppable.info, or you can text the word results to 77948, and it will send you the link so that you can just click on that and register. Wonderful. That's Thank you so much for that. That's just a really nice, and everything about you is so pleasant and nice, and you can tell you're somebody that can help people get where they want to go. And that's going back to that Zig Ziglar quote, which I love. At the end of, of each call, Brian, uh, I always like to pick out the golden nuggets that this person said, and you have 12 of them today that you said. Uh, so do you mind if I share those with you? Please do. And you can hear how brilliant you are. Number one, fear is just a warning sign. I like that one. Number two, use Brian's framework of stop, breathe, acknowledge, and really ask the question, is this something I should be really concerned about? I loved that framework, Brian. That's number two. Number three, personal development is king. Now, I kind of added the king to that because as you were talking about being so into personal development when you were such a young person, it really is king. And unfortunately, you had to get a J-O-B to take care of all the other things in life, like all of us have to do. Now you're out, you're doing your work, you're doing your calling. Number four, and I love Zig Ziglar's, I, I'm hoping I got this right, but if I didn't, I want you to repeat it. If you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. Did right. I do that right? Yes, there's it's clear enough. Yes, and okay. Coming back to number four, that personal development piece is actually mm-hmm. the fifth key. Oh, okay. because we have to grow into the person who can produce the results that we want in our yeah. lives. Yeah, that's great. Number five, develop practical experience to become good at something. And we all want to become good at something, but you're absolutely right, Brian. There's too many people that are just sharing theory, as you say. But if you get this practical experience, and I loved all of your analogies and the the things that you explained, because you're right. I mean, everything about that is practical. Number six, be aware of what you love what you love to do. Notice when Brian was talking about this, he loves speaking. He loves helping. He loves writing. He loves doing all the things he's doing now. That's exactly what he should be doing. Number seven, entrepreneurs step out and risk it all. Yes, they do. I'm one of those people. And it's not a pretty sight sometimes. And number eight, fear is the number one thing that holds us back from following through. That's a very good one. Number nine, ask questions like, 
What would it be that would make me feel successful? What is it that would make me feel satisfied? What is it that would make me feel fulfilled? I love that word fulfilled. I say that to myself all the time. Number 10, take the journey with your clients. Don't just give them a map. I love that, Brian, that you said. Number 11, introspection is key to knowing the real you. And the last one, number 12, coaching is a high trust relationship. You just did a beautiful job today, Brian. I just enjoyed every minute of it with you. I can't thank you enough for being our guest and sharing yourself with us today. It's been my pleasure, Patricia. Yes, and thank you, everybody, for listening in on Brian and me. And until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. Hey, if you got something out of this, maybe you'd consider sharing it with someone else that you care about. I want to leave you with a secret to success in life and business. Aha, here it is. If you can share a solution to a problem someone is having, that is true success. Now, maybe these examples might help you. I discovered two major problems that I help solve. I really didn't realize how major they were until I realized no one is teaching this stuff. The first one, of course, goes right back to this podcast. What's my calling? What's my purpose? And that's why I created the digital downloadable course, yourgiftisyourniche.com. I already mentioned it er earlier in the episode. But finally, I came up with another problem that I can solve, and it's how to live a happy, long-lived, lasting marriage. Now, I created a book called The Chosen Few, and I share 100 tips that myself and others other long-lived couples, I might say, put together so that you can have a conversation, especially if you're a committed couple. Now, what is the problem you solve? Think about it. Because you might really have something to share with somebody that will change their life forever. We also have a Facebook group. It's free. I'd like you to come on to it because it goes beyond the podcast. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.